Good morning. This is Wednesday, February 23rd, and this is the New Morning New Morning Mercies devotional. Why do we say we place our hope in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and yet practically ask the law to do what only grace can accomplish? It's done every day in Christian homes around the world. Well-meaning parents zealous to see their children doing what is right ask the law to do in their lives to their children what only grace can accomplish. They think that if they have the right set of rules, the right threat of punishments, and consistent enforcement, their children will be okay. In ways these parents fail to understand, they have reduced parenting to being a lawgiver, a prosecutor, a jury, and a jailer. They think that their job is to do anything they can to shape, control, and regulate the behavior of their children. And in their zeal to control behavior, they look at the tools, look to the tools of threat. I'll make you afraid enough that you'll never do this again. Or manipulation, I'll find something you really want and tell you that I'll give it to you if you obey. And guilt, I'll make you feel so bad, so ashamed that you'll decide not to do this again. This way of thinking denies two significant things about that the Bible tells us. The first is that before sin is a matter of behavior, it is always a matter of the heart. We sin because we are sinners. For example, anger is always an issue of the heart before it is an act of physical aggression. This is important to recognize because no human being has the power to change the heart of another human being. The second is that if threats, manipulation, and guilt could create lasting change in the life of another person, Jesus would not have had to come. So this way of thinking denies the gospel that we say we hold dear. It really does ask the law to do what only God in amazing grace is able to accomplish. If you deny the gospel at street level, you will attempt to create by human means what only God can create by powerful grace, and it will never lead you anywhere good. Thankfully, God has not left us to our own power to change. He meets us with transforming grace and calls us to be tools of that grace in his redemptive hands. He lifts the burden of change off our shoulders and never calls us to do what only he can do. So we expose our children to God's law and faithfully exercise authority while we seek to be tools of heart change in the hands of God, whose grace is greater than all of the sin we're grappling with. I think that uh, that not only applies to our children, but we also do that to ourselves as well. Okay, for further encouragement and study, read Romans five twelve through 21. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way death spread to all men because all have sinned. In fact, sin was in the world before the law, but sin is not charged to one's account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin in the likeness of Adam's transgression. He is a prototype of the coming one. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if by one man's trespass the many died, how much more have the grace of God and the gift overflowed to the many by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ? And the gift is not like the one man's sin, because from one sin came the judgment, resulting in condemnation, but from many trespasses came the gift, resulting in justification. Since by the one man's trespass death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive the overflow of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? 
So then, as though one trespass, there is condemnation for everyone. So also through one righteous act, there is life giving justification for everyone. For just as through one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So also through one man's obedience, the many will become righteous. The law came along to multiply the trespass, but where sin multiplied, grace multiplied even more, so that just as in sin, just as sin reigned in death, so also grace will reign through righteousness, <laughs> resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay, I have to I have to read the first part of, of chapter six because I think I don't think you can leave this part out. What shall we say then? Should we continue to sin in order to that grace may multiply? Absolutely not. How can we who are dead to sin still live in it? That's the important part right there. As grace, as sin, as grace multiplies in sin, that doesn't mean we should sin more. It means that that is the reason we don't sin. Just because we know that we receive the grace gives us all the more love and reason to avoid sinning, not thinking, oh, I'll be forgiven. I will have grace. So then I'll do it. That's the reason we don't do it. Anyways, I get excited about that part. Um, Lord Jesus, I pray that we would not turn to the law, but we would turn to grace. And we see that our sin in the law, we would see your forgiveness and what you've done in the grace, and that would give us the reason not to sin. Lord, we pray that we would rely totally on you. We recognize that we are sinners, and that is why we sin, and that it is an issue of our heart. So we pray that you would change our heart, that you would do your work in our heart, Father God. And that your law would expose that and show it to us and that your grace would cover it and that we would walk in that and uh, avoid it because of that. Lord, we love you and we need you and we just praise you this morning for you are wonderfully and just, um, just you deserve to be praised, Father God, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.